Welcome back to our study of 2 Peter. We're in chapter 2 this week, day 1. Through this book, book of 2 Peter, we're talking together about how to have a faith that lasts, that stays strong through anything. And last week, we talked about the first of three principles. First, you've got to look inward, not outward. You've got to look at what Christ is doing in you instead of focusing on your circumstances. And then we also began to look last week at a second key of the three keys we're going to see in 2 Peter. You got to look at God's word and not man's word. If you want a faith that lasts, you can't build it on something that doesn't last, man's word. You got to build it on God's word. God's word lasts, our words do not. And now in chapter two, after talking about the value of God's word at the end of chapter one, in chapter two, Peter devotes an entire chapter to talking about the danger of false teaching. Obviously, those who he was writing to are caught up in some false teaching, are in danger because of that false teaching. And so he writes to warn them and also, by God's inspiration, to warn us. Now, you have to think that as he writes to these who are saying truths that come from men and not from God, that Peter has to be doing this with a measure of humility. Remember a conversation that Peter had with Jesus once, where Jesus was telling them that he had to go to the cross and die and Peter was saying, oh, may that never be. And remember what happened. One of the places we read about it is in Matthew 16, 23. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So here is Peter in a conversation with Jesus, in essence, being a false teacher to the Lord of the universe, saying something that comes from man and not from God. So he knew how easily you could fall into this. He'd seen it happen in his own life. So with this measure of humility that a teacher can fall into this, he talks about those who have gone past that moment of false teaching to begin to live a lifestyle of false teaching that's based on their attitude of greed and their attitude of wanting to use others. How do you make sure in your life that you don't get caught up in the things of men, even as you're talking about religious things, spiritual things? Well, Peter starts with five things to be aware of in the first three verses. Listen to these verses. Peter writes, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many who follow their shameful ways will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they've made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. So Peter writes about the truth of false teachers, those who are in the church, teaching religious-sounding things, even biblical-sounding things, but they're not the truth. And he just says, here's five truths to be aware of. First, he says, there will be false teachers. He doesn't have any doubt about it. There will be false teachers among you, he says. Peter warns us, Jesus warned us. Jesus warned us in Matthew 7 in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. So to think that somehow I'm going to live in a world where there's no false teaching I'm going to have to deal with is lying to myself, Peter says. You're going to have to deal with it. There will be false teachers. Second thing he says is they work in hidden ways. They secretly, he says, introduce these heresies. The work of a false teacher, a false teaching, it is not always obvious at first, especially when you're young in the faith, but sometimes even when you're seasoned in the faith. It's not always obvious at first where that twist is leading you, where that false teaching is leading you. Secretly, these truths are introduced. Jesus calls them 
wolves in sheep's clothing. They look like a sheep, like one of the followers at first. It's not until you look for a while and look more closely that you see the false teaching. A third truth that he says about these false teachers is many will follow them. There will be many who follow them, he says, into their destructive ways. False teachers teach false things because it works. It gains an audience. People like to listen to these false teachings. It makes them feel good about themselves and their pride. So don't think, don't ever think that just because a lot of people are following something, even something that sounds religious or biblical, that it therefore must be true. Many will follow them, he says. He also says, fourth thing he says is they are motivated by greed. Those who continue in their false teaching, he says, I know their motivation. It is greed. Now, it might be greed for money. It might be greed for power. It might be greed for followers. It might be greed for feeling important. There's all kinds of greed in our lives. But the terrible thing about any kind of greed is nothing is ever enough. Greed always wants more, always has to have more because it's all about you and how you feel about yourself rather than those you are serving. They're motivated by those greeds of life. Now notice he says because of this, they have these stories that they have made up. This week we're gonna talk together about how to not buy the lie that comes from the false teacher, the stories that are made up. And then he says a fifth and final truth about these false teachers. He says they're headed for destruction. They're headed the wrong way in life. God cares about his children, and it will not end well for those who hurt his children simply for their own selfish gain. Now, the question for your life is, how do you fight against this? How do you combat false teachers? There are three things you need to do in your life as you listen to teaching, as you listen to God's word, three things that will help you to make sure that false teachings don't creep into your life. First, you check everything by God's word. I hope everything that I'm saying, everything the pastor of your local church is saying, everything you hear any teacher saying, that you go back and you check it by God's word. You don't just trust what they've said God's word says. You go actually open it up and read it for yourself. That's why I like, and we like to read the verses as we go through this each week. Not just say what the verses said, but actually read the verses to you so you can check it for yourself. And if it doesn't check out, according to God's word, something is wrong. If something a false teacher is saying doesn't check out with what other teachers have been saying about God's word for 2,000 years, they've got some brand new interpretation no one's had for 2,000 years, something is wrong. It's not as if they're going to figure out something nobody else figured out in 2,000 years. No, something is wrong. So you, you check out everything by God's word. The second thing you do is you follow Jesus and not the crowd. The fact that many follow these false teachers causes many to go into destruction because they just follow the crowd. They do what everybody else is doing. To protect yourself against false teaching, you follow Jesus and not the crowd. You keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. And sometimes that means it'll feel lonely. Sometimes that means you'll go a different direction than even your friends because somehow they've gotten caught up in some false teaching that appeals to their greed, that appeals to their pride, but you know it's wrong. So you just keep following Jesus. Now, if you keep following Jesus, you know you're going to keep loving the false teacher. You're going to keep loving your friends, but you're not going to follow your friends. And finally, the third thing you do is you constantly check your motivations. False teachers always appeal to our sinful motivations. So if I allow some sinful motivation to creep into my life, to be there in some hidden place in my life, Satan knows that. So he's going to bring some false teaching that tells me, oh, it's okay to have that sin in your life. Oh, it's okay to want that thing in your life that you know is just selfish. It's really okay. And a religious veneer, a biblical veneer is put over that selfish desire and you're caught. 
You're caught by the hook. You're caught by the lure. So instead of being motivated by greed, you want to be motivated by faith, by hope, by love. So how do you make sure you don't get caught up in false teaching? It's simple, really. You check everything by God's word. You follow Jesus and not the crowd. You check your motivation so you're motivated by faith, hope, and love. I need God's strength. You need God's strength to do that on a daily basis. Let's ask for it right now. Our Father, we ask that you'd help us to check things out according to your word. It's your love letter to us. Help us to read it for ourselves, dig into it, and see the truth in it. Jesus, help us to follow you and not the crowd, to recognize that there is no greater joy than following you. And remember that there is this broad path that leads to destruction, and there's a narrow path in following you. We want to follow you. And then, Jesus, help us to be motivated, not by selfishness. If there is that motivation in the corners of our lives, help us to see it and to give it to you and to ask that instead we be motivated by faith, by hope, by love. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about the truth that you can trust God even when there are false teachers. (laughs) 